0: to episode two of stardom road here on the count out network i am your host scott edwards with me as
1: always as always as in two episodes uh is trent trent how you doing i'm doing well thank you it's been it's been a week but it's been a good week so it's good to get back into the swing of things and get into the zone of this uh co-hosting job (laughs) <laughs> with your podcast. it's an a official, nice official yeah hosting. yeah I, i've moved up in the
0: world you have billing on this you know uh, you know when the well when the billing, uh, when the, billing. well to I be can fair, come for that title. it's
1: alphabetical by first mm, name mm. so just man you're on say. s and you get uh front billing that's actually impressive yeah i mean
0: hey thanks for being named trent my friend uh but you know i think the first episode received a lot of um I appreciate all the kind words. A lot of people are really mm. looking forward to jumping in. I know people that went and watched the match and then listened to us, um, which is kind of what I hope everyone does, which mm. is why we're going to say what we're going to watch at the end of every episode <laughs> so that you can check it out beforehand. Because I mean, if you're just kind of listening to us blab about a show or a match, we can only do so much for you. But if you watch it yourself and then you can hear us talk about it, then so on. And, that's very important today, I think. As, as we... much
1: as we can talk about how good Ikawa's kicks were, if you don't there, see them, right. there's only yeah. so much. Mm-hmm. So we, we try and give you context, and we want to give you a little bit of background and stuff where possible. But go on this journey with us by watching the show's Some are easier to find than others. You know, Stardom World doesn't have everything, but if you can watch as much as you can with us, not only do you get to go down this Stardom Road with us, but it's not going to be quite as confusing if we're talking about little aspects. We we try Mm. and explain it as if you're not watching, but we do understand we can get a little excited and uh, find (laughs) ourselves deep in the bushes of these things.
0: Yeah, so what we're talking about today, if you read the title, you probably know. If you remember what we said last time, is we are going to discuss the very first show in stardom's history mm-hmm. birth of nova of course january 23rd 2011 um as we know you know we have those anniversary shows every year so it's not like it's difficult to forget that anniversary but it did all start um i believe it was uh shinkiba
1: first ring you know yes a
0: a perfect spot i think for history to begin they were they ran that spot a lot obviously
1: it was um, their go-to in uh, Tokyo yeah. for a long time, and that's understandable. I've always loved that venue,
0: personally. Um, I,
1: when I go back to Japan, I would love to catch a show there, yeah. just because I've seen so many events at Shinkiba Thirst mm-hmm. Ring, but I've never been there. And it feels like, you look at kurikan Hall, you can get a feel for the venue, but Shinkiba Thirst yeah. Ring kind of feels like its own beast.
0: Yeah, because it's so dark. Mm. It's just a warehouse, basically. Yeah, and 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 what I always loved about it is like the ring is the focus. That Mm. is right. Like when everyone's making their entrances, it's it's the ring that's all that's lit up. Uh, You can hear the crowd, but you can't necessarily see them. And this first show has a lot of ups, a lot of downs, a very important couple of debuts, um, Mm -hmm. lots of names that are very important to the history of Stardom. Um, some names that didn't last that long after the first show as well, which is another interesting part of this. Um, but we have some fun uh, history stuff to go over here. I know Trent put this together, which is really fun. Uh, we're going to look back at many things from back in 2011 when Stardom was get uh, getting ready, um, finally had their first show. So I'll let you take that away, Trent.
1: No worries. Well, it's difficult sometimes to get true context for what's going on when you're looking back at over a decade worth of time and space. So here's what the wrestling world looked like at the very end of 2010, heading into 2011. The PWI women's top 50, not 150, Mm -hmm. there was 50 back then, the top 50 of 2010. Top five was Eve Torres. Number four was cheerleader Melissa number three was Mercedes Martinez, number two was Angelina Love, and number one was Michelle McCool. Now that right there, those names, like it's a, a nice mix of I vaguely remember them and oh, <laughs> they were that high on the list. It's kind of crazy yeah. seeing how far, and obviously this is a Western, this is Western mm. coverage, but it's kind of crazy to go back to where it was, and to where the coverage is now, and seeing the just the talent pool—it's so yeah. much like you've got to be so much better just to get a look in these days in mm. women's wrestling, which is yeah partly due to Joshi's return to prominence, um, but just also the West as well, kind of picking up their game. Not horrible talents necessarily on this list, but certain names that you see there you wouldn't expect to see on a twenty twenty two list. No,
0: no. um you know it's funny you mentioned that because we're sitting here recording this um a week earlier i'll i'll be admitted to everyone a week (gasps) earlier than the show comes out but i know that the pwi 150 women's list is coming out later this week oh so so that was good timing that you actually had that um and i we don't have any complaints today (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i can't say ah oh, this joshi wrestler should have been higher but it's good to see that it's changed so much um that we're seeing those joshi wrestlers hire. we just need them to get to number one already so we can mm-hmm. get some some respect in here uh if sherry's not number one there's a problem i'm just kidding not really but but um the 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 idea of where we were right because 2010 right uh, everyone acknowledges like joshi had their dark ages hmm. like no not enough people cared but there was still so much talent back then yeah. and it, it's a shame that for many people that's forgotten um or just skipped over but like that's when emi sakura was doing her mm-hmm. thing and karyoniyama and Mikko Satomura are like this is there's a big names and just kind of got glazed over which you know sticks but
1: it's kind of crazy you look at someone like an emi sakura or even a kaori who you're going to look at like when you're looking at their careers so much focus is going to be on their i guess their final years like you know we're going to mm-hmm. remember kaori as being a clown and emi sakura kind of pushing the the Ghetto move movement but yeah. it's kind of forgetting that they you know spent 10 20 years in wrestling just to get to that point yeah. Um, because yeah everyone kind of focuses on the AJW sort of golden era and then we just kind of forget that women's Stop. wrestling in Japan was a thing until yeah. stardom and TJPW started to get recognition and start to get yeah. their foot back in the door
0: yeah and I think Ebi Sakura like truthfully will go down as one of the most underrated wrestlers of all time mm. um, uh, especially her impact will be underrated for longer I mean she trained so many of the best we see today Right, mm. and mm. it's translated to so many memorable moments, whether it's with her or without her. And she, her her legacy will continue on forever, whether people know it or not. Um, but this is a stardom podcast, after all. So uh, she, she will, has peed in
1: stardom, but she got yes, a point.
0: We'll, we'll save the Emmy soccer praise for another for podcast that is in Stardom Road because uh, she deserves it. And uh, Chocolate Road coming soon. Chocolate Road. Yeah, we'll just go through every single show they've done, which is a lot. <laughs> we're we're going to be playing catch up on that. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Um, but as I said, Stardom, Birth of Noah, did you have any more 2010, 2011? Yeah, well, uh, you know- to hit
1: you with? If you weren't paying a lot of attention to women's wrestling back then, those names might not the Divas ring days, much of a bell. Yeah, way. well, it is literally the Divas Championship was around this time. Um Natalia was the champion and dropped it to Eve Torres at the Royal Rumble a week later. A Royal Rumble that Alberto Del Rio won, which I believe was at the that time was the, the yeah the biggest Royal Rumble of all time. I, I think they're oh, billing it as, and then. uh You had The Miz headlining WrestleMania against John Cena, also known as John Cena versus The Rock 0.5 because everyone forgot Miz was even in that match, including The Miz Forgotten cussed. We had Hiroshi Tanahashi winning the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, not World Heavyweight, just Heavyweight Championship at Wrestle Kingdom 5, defeating Satoshi Kojima. During that time, Prince Devitt, a.k.a. Finn Balor, was the IWGP champion junior heavyweight champion so there's a little bit of a context mm-hmm. to where we were at 2010 2011 um just to get yeah. you in the mood for birth of nova
0: you know what all that told me we needed stardom more than ever you know <laughs> stardom couldn't have started at a better time after you told mm-hmm. me all that um and of course rossi leading that Um, With Nainai Takahashi to create what we see today as the biggest women's promotion in the world. The biggest, of course, since AJW. Um, And, you know, you kind of, as a fan almost, you kind of humble yourself watching these old shows. Because we're so used to now the big venues and Mm -hmm. the pomp and circumstance and the excitement of you know these world-class matches but if you go back to this first show there's a lot of new wrestlers there's Mm -hmm. rookies there's Mm -hmm. people debuting there's you know you got you got a couple vets on this show but a lot of it (laughs) yeah two Uh, but a lot of it's establishing what this is going to be moving forward Mm. and the proof of concept yeah. And my favorite part of the show is you read so many names and they range throughout Stardom's history of importance, right? Like the early ages, the main players are on here. And of course, spoiler alert, Maya Yutani's on here. So like, mm. yes, we get, we have the whole history covered thanks to her. But uh, as you'll hear, as we go on, we have a main event that's very key. And um you know i was watching this show and i i try not to tweet about the matches or anything because i want to save it all for the show which is very difficult for me of course uh <laughs> but like i would walk away and be like this person deserves more respect yuzuki akawa is an all-timer and she did it in three years like yeah. <laughs> it's the little things like that that you just notice from this show and it's just incredible what they created, even on their, like the first show, you didn't walk away and be like, wow, that was a must-see, all-time classic. But you walked away with
1: it like, yeah, yeah, I see how this became what it is. It's a very important show from a historical uh, sort of perspective. You want to be able to go back and sort of say, okay, this is where stardom was, and then go to, say, Dream Queendom and go, well, this is where they reach or in sure. 11 years and kind of a mass, see that progression that's so important. But as a, as a show itself, it's very much just a basic proof of concept. Here are our stars of tomorrow and a couple of people to guide them. I hope you enjoy what you see. There's no uh, un, undue pretenses. They're not trying to hype themselves up as the best thing in wrestling right now. It's more just we have something that we believe in. We have wrestlers that we think can become something. Let's go on this journey together and it's a fun little show and i mean for all the the yeah it's not the big arenas and it doesn't have thousands of people in attendance like start them get now the crowd was loud really it was. louder it than was. the current shows <laughs> but yeah it was good to hear them getting into a whole bunch of people that they don't yeah. know at this stage
0: yeah exactly um so, to go through a few things here, uh, this show did air on Samurai TV. Mm-hmm. Um, it was taped in there, I think, two weeks after on February 5th, 2011. Uh, the attendance, I'm not a big attendance guy, but I feel like this is important for these things. Mm. Um, their attendance was 466, which in Shakiba First Ring is pretty good. Um, it's pretty packed. In yeah, and level. you and you felt it watching the show. <laughs> that it was It was packed. Uh, like you said, it was loud. It was... <laughs> you would think the company was running for a lot longer. And yeah. I'm going to give a lot of credit to you. Someone like an Ikawa who obviously had a following before stepping into a wrestling ring. I'm sure mm. that helped a lot. But you have that mix of, as we said, um, especially in this opening match, you had an Ikawa. You had two vets. Um mm. And yet, someone else. Uh, <laughs> but it's just so interesting because uh, it's a first show for a company. You don't know. Like, yes, Rossi has his past, and the I Takahashi has her past, but that that can only go so far. It's yeah. Still, a show like when you heard Stardom back then, no one was no one was like, "Oh, this is gonna be this the company." Um <laughs> there's not a chance anyone said that mm. uh, except for, for, besides maybe Rossi um but by the end of it, I will say I felt you kind of felt that specialness to it just even in rookie matches, you just felt like, oh, I see I see mm. that potential that ultimately got bigger and bigger like even if you just look to. 2013 this company was so different oh yeah yeah just the names that
1: you sing through the way they operate
0: but and something something interesting i had i had the number earlier but i forgot it so i apologize give me one second uh but yeah give your thoughts on this while i go get my number
1: back yeah and look it's not a show that you're going to put on your must watch list outside of historical precedence but what's really impressive through this whole thing is you know 90% of this group are either in their first match or they've had one or two matches that were not really of any significance. The only people who had any proper experience was Natsuki Tao and the Takahashi. The, The general level of these matches across the board, as simple as they were, as first match versus first match as they are, You can see that the the level of training and growth just in these six to eight months that most of these wrestlers have had is actually pretty impressive. And so you've got to give a lot of credit to Fuka, got to give a lot of credit to Mm. Nanae Takashi for getting these youngsters ready to be in such a stage. Because typically rookies get their first or second match. They're getting to work with someone who knows their way around the wrestling Mm. ring. Most of these girls didn't get that opportunity. They would throw in with someone else who was as dear in the headlights as they were. So to get the kind Uh of match level that they were getting is actually quite impressive.
0: Yeah. Uh, So the the little factoid I wanted to give was they ran 27 shows in their first year. Just think about that as a, like, thinking about it now, right? And the amount Mm. of shows they run, it's like laughable. (laughs) Almost, <laughs> it's like but that's wow.
1: twice a month for a brand new company, yeah, exactly. Um, I which, yeah, you, you take
0: three shows that aired, um, at least according to Cage Match, that's not mm. guaranteed. Um, of course, they've probably showed stuff over time, but three like pay per view type shows. Um, so let's get into it. Let's get mm. into Birth of Nova, starting out with the very first match. By the way, to the people wondering, this is on stardom world you can go check it out i know i have to i have to be specific because everything we watch isn't necessarily on Mm. stardom world um but if you ask me or trent we'll make sure to help you out if it isn't um and maybe i'll try to get it in our uh podcast uh descriptions moving forward but you know we'll see that's not my job
1: Uh, we'll make a way to make it work yeah because we want you to see the match hey we're we're not unapproachable you can come say hey Yeah. yeah I mean
0: I sometimes am, but that's that's just
1: fine. placating by saying, Hi, oh, I'm a big Mayu fan. Can I get this yeah, new show from twenty
0: thirteen? You're in, unless you like the jerks, uh some of the people that were in like my uh quote tweets from this past week that were like <laughs> someone said, Oh, it should have been with Tommy versus Kyrie and the the exact words were this should be good, I guess. Talking about Kyrie versus
1: Mayu, it's like you, you you guess? Well, Wait. we might have a whole show dedicated to why that is a crazy assumption for it to just be I guess.
0: Wink, so, wink, nudge, nudge. We'll yes. get to that later <laughs> on. Uh, but the opening match was hmm. Natsuki Tayo and Yuzuki Akawa versus the team of Iris and the Nanai Takahashi. So you may Who? Who? hear that and you say, oh, I know three of them. Iris, I got. I got the backstage info on Iris. She's only 27 now. Mm, worth mm. noting. Um, So she wrestled six matches in her career. That was six six
1: matches that are on cage match. That are on cage match. Because I do have some information that questions the the full validity of cage match's levels. So her last match in Starm, according to cage match, was
0: on April 3rd,
1: 2011.
0: Yes, that was less than three months after the show.
1: I can confirm uh, that because she had a tearful goodbye with Natsuki Tayo in the yes. ring.
0: yep, that was the that was the final match um she she of course is the odd one out here when we look at the three because
1: she's not Japanese
0: well, that oh, is that not that's, what you meant? <laughs> no, that's not what I meant at all, but that is important. She's from Mexico, I yes believe. from Mexico um and I will say this was her according to cage match now i don't believe that much because i'm sure she had more
1: than one match i think which was in mexico yeah i uh, cage matches notoriously like the mexican independent yeah. scene is difficult for them to track yeah. you know you kind of got to have people on the ground according to uh the fandom wiki she was actually a, a tag team champion the action zone tag titles now i mm. can't find information to back this up but there's a fun little side fact yeah. if you're trying to learn more about Iris.
0: Yeah, so don't use Cage Match if you want to learn more. Uh because she <laughs> had six matches, which uh she ultimately retired three months later. Um mm-hmm. against Natsuki Tile, like we yeah. said. We won't be talking about Iris much more after this show. So just wanted to so give we'll her a doing three back.
1: episodes dedicated to her. No, 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 she don't have enough matches for that. Uh <laughs> well, what? six matches, six episodes. We can make that work
0: don't think i can i don't think i can also well, i can do a lot of things but i don't know if i can make that work apparently she uh, speaks english pretty well which is great good for her um maybe she, maybe she can come back and be a english commentator for stardom she would be like i'm back and everyone be like who what, what? who are you like, oh i was in the first Except ever the match.
1: listeners of stardom road not They'll only like, iris <laughs> 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 i heard That'll- about them talk about her for 10 minutes this is the best part not only was she in
0: the first match,
1: she was the
0: winner. Well, she she was part of the winning team yes. in the first match, which she is still important, before, but yeah. So I thought there was a lot to like here in the overall match. Um, you could feel how different it was when Iris was in there as opposed mm. to her partner, Nanai Takahashi. Um, but my biggest takeaway by far is that you knew who the star of this company was watching this match that's how i felt it wasn't the Nai, it wasn't tayo wasn't iris unfortunately it was yuzuki kawa just everything she did and the excitement that people had when she stepped in there and as we talked about before we even started talking on this show all those fears from that first match see ya gone out the window she was there to brutalize the yeah, night with her yeah. kicks
1: um you she can just see had... the difference in how she fought Iris versus how she fought. Nenai. Yes, yeah, he was yeah. like, okay, you're you're new like me. Let's kind of go through oh. the ropes. I'm not going to try and take your head off. Oh, I know you. You beat me last time. Murder mode. Axe kicks. Oh to the my face. God. It violent
0: kicks to the face. Mm. If you if you watch wrestling today, my best comparison is probably Shuri.
1: Just in like the kicks, yeah
0: kicks wise i'm just talking Mm, mm. um i mean this was like how it's like this was she she had one two not many matches to her name by this point but even though that's true she was still very good for her experience Mm. um you could just she she had the unteachable charisma to her which just you know that that brings you so many steps forward yeah um but her kicks were, of course, compact and physical. That's the best part of her game and always was. Mm-hmm. Um, but just her and Nanai in there was like a different. It was like these two have been wrestling for more than one match, which, of course, you know, <laughs> training goes a long way. But I was just so blown away by that. I was like, this is the star of this company. You don't have to question it. You know, Nanai might have thought she was a star, but this, this was the star of stardom from the very beginning.
1: And and the story they tell in this tag match kind of highlights that. Like, yeah. you know, she starts off strong against Iris and then basically goes into this, a similar mode to where they did with that sort of very first match she had mm-hmm. where she's dealing with Naniya's overwhelming power, yeah. but getting moves in, getting chances to shine, that babyface fire coming through. Ultimately, she comes up short, but someone that you're building around as that underdog face to mm-hmm. overcome the the dominant kind of face yeah. of the company in Naniya. This is exactly the story that you tell. And she yeah. got good support from Tayo during that sort of final third of the match, where, like a lot of starting matches in tag matches, they find their core group to finish on and they, sure. they spend plenty of time on that. But just the story they weave through that is done quite well. And yeah. you know, Yuzuki in two matches is proving to be a fantastic baby face in peril with enough fire that you're not just going, oh, I hope you do well, but like, <laughs> okay, give me the kicks, give me the violence. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, there. So I don't want to skip to the end because I do want to talk about Tayo a lot mm. too. But they were slapping each other in the face, Ikawa and Nanai and this is just because it's a natural reaction. But I loved it. You know, Ikawa gets slapped and she grabs her face in pain like a normal person, and then she hit right back with one that mm. was maybe the loudest one of the entire exchange. But. You get like if you just remember, if you just remember right what Ikawa's background is, right? She's a idol model, whatever you want, and she's doing this. Mm. You just applaud her the whole time because it's like, man, you know, your looks are very important to your previous career, and now you're here getting the taste slapped out of your mouth mm. and you're giving it right back. And I, when she almost got the win in the closing minutes. I, I was like I, it was like I was watching a live show. I was like I I know she doesn't win this <laughs> because you knew Nanai was not losing. Uh, <laughs> which
1: funny um, how that doesn't change over eleven years. Yeah,
0: very uh, ever. Um, she had a lo- much longer career of never losing. Um, but I was so into it. And I think that just speaks to her baby face ability. Um, it, it was so natural. You wanted to cheer for her even though she could kick your head off. <laughs> that was, that's, that's the fun thing to play there. Like, yeah, she's this great underdog baby face. Oh, oh, she could kick my head off, which we she ultimately did many, many, many matches after that to many competitors.
1: Yeah, it's it's a great showcase for Isaiah, but it's also good. Like if you're coming into Stardom completely blind and you don't know the history of Stardom, which I'm sure there are people maybe listening to this show, following along with us who don't know a lot of the history. Mm. It's a we great don't know showcase. Yeah, you, you get a great little showcase of what these main players were. Mm. After this match and the previous match, you know what Icar was about. You get a good idea of what Nana Takahashi is about. And Natsuki Tai, who is someone who is criminally under and underappreciated in modern stardom circles, straight away you go, oh, okay, this is where, you know, Azumi, Starlight Kid, oh, yeah. these kind of wrestlers come from. You can see that DNA in her from the very moment of this match. The amount of
0: moments that I watched Tai, I was like, oh, that's Azumi. Oh, that, oh that's asked me like mm. she hit so at one point um tayo hits the diving stomp from the top it's identical to ask me it's like yeah. the, like the speed that she goes in there like she doesn't get a lot of height on it it's just driving herself into the opponent and i was like that is that is i'm watching Asami wrestle right mm. now um is arguably the best high-speed wrestler of all time and that's not that's not me fibbing that is just the truth <laughs> And she's like, she's, she's like the epitome of why we do a show like this, Mm. because like you said, one of the most underrated wrestlers of all time, like she wouldn't be on the Mount Rushmore of stardom, but, but she's at least in the conversation. She's not on it, but like, if you were to list out 25 people. She's easily on the list, um,
1: especially when you're looking at these yeah, early years when they needed sure. the veteran support people to kind of guide these young wrestlers mm-hmm. through. She was the perfect kind of person to get in. And go, you want to go fast? You want yeah. to highlight this aspect of wrestling? Yeah, no one better than Tayo to give you the the four one one on what yeah. to do in the ring at a mile a minute. Yeah, and I know she did that uh,
0: really well, actually, with Iris when they were in there against one another.
1: It was interesting uh, watching that because you could tell Iris was a step or two slower. Um, oh yeah, you know, struggling to keep up, match, but and point. that's fair enough with Tayo. But like it was interesting seeing her kind of adapt to that. So like, oh, mm-hmm. she goes a bit too quick, and you know Iris is struggling to catch up, and then yeah. just tweaks the game a little bit to sort of make sure both of them look good because yeah. again, Iris wasn't that you know. Experience coming to this, we don't know if it was just one match or whether there's more Mexican independence, but she wasn't a veteran by any means. No, but they didn't want to make her look bad, they wanted to find a way to highlight what she could do, and yeah, it was a pretty decent effort. I I walked away not being like, Oh, I'm glad she didn't stick around for long.
0: Yeah, she was like 15 or 16
1: at the time, Uh, she was in university
0: okay um, so yeah there you
1: she, go she, she, took, she took time off her of university studies to come to japan came in december 2010 rossi picked her up they had ramen and, and yeah, she was only going to be over there for a couple of months but mm. yeah quite apparently quite smart quite educated traveled the yeah. world a bit already so we well, have stop, given stopping the world stopping the uh, path for her
0: yeah yeah she just you know dropped in for the first match in stardom's history. I was like, yeah, this is cool. Whatever, no big deal. Uh, <laughs> credit to her, you know, for mm. being in this spot. Um, <laughs> obviously, she didn't know at the time how important it would be. But when you're with those three, looking back, it's like, yeah, yeah, you're going to stick out because <laughs> we know what would go on mm. to happen. But as, as I said to you when I was watching the match, she's not bad. No. For her experience level, whatever it was at the time, because we don't know if it was really one match mm. or more. Um, I was still impressed. I mean, she wasn't there training with everyone
1: either. No, no. She, she rocked up and then a month later she was in this show. And I think the other thing in all this is she's in the ring with two veterans and the, the, mm. the most important wrestler in Stardom's immediate future. Mm. She didn't get to showcase comparative to the other rookies, the true rookies, right. like some of the ones we're going to mention afterwards. Potentially if she was being compared to those. You would look at it more favorably than, oh, yeah, she was struggling to keep up with Natsuki Taio of all people, mm. or, you know, get, being outshone by Yuzuki Aikawa. Well, yeah, that's going to happen. That's not an indictment on you. Yeah.
0: And uh, important because we kind of have glossed over her. Nanai, of course, very important yes. to this match. <laughs> uh, she served as really the base, I think, mm. for mm. what was a lot of the best action in it. Um, yeah. For me, this was. Probably see either this or the main event is
1: match of the night. Um this not was that. match of the night for me. Yeah. Um,
0: the main complaint was this just was a
1: little long, just yeah. a little longer than it should have. But yeah, yeah. it's a lot cleaner. Um you've got better wrestling at this stage, more engaging. Um yeah. and that's not a knock on the main event, but this should this be the better, better match, match because you've got yeah. the more experienced wrestlers.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, this kind of was the main event. It's just, mm. you know, you want to establish starting right off the gate. You want to have that People
1: coming to stardom, if they're going to know anyone, it's going to be Nanai, Tayo, or Yuzuki from her idol background. Mm. They're not going to know Yoshiko and Yokobito.
0: Yeah, so yeah. If, if you don't want to watch this whole show, which I'm telling you now, you don't have to watch every match. Just, <laughs> to me, there's two matches that are must-see, this one and the semi, yeah. um, for other reasons but if you don't want to watch the whole show watch this one you'll get some really good wrestling out of it which mm. is always important i know for viewers um but you also just see like this match was the perfect scope of where they were gonna go um with uh these three at the helm i don't want to keep tayo out of that i know Nani and aikawa went on to be the you know original champions but tayo mm. was very important being that mid um key for yes. them. And uh, we're going to get to a lot of her great matches down the line as well, which I'm excited about. But that's first match. Uh, mm-hmm. nanai Takahashi and Iris walking out with the win. Uh, Big shock Nanai pinned Aikawa. um <laughs> which, you know, is what it is. Uh, the next match was uh, Mika Nagano versus
1: Eri Sousa. You want to call yourself a hardcore Stardom fan? Name <laughs> four of their matches.
0: Um, so I actually have a fun little note here. Ooh.
1: Um.
0: So Rossi, our our good friend Rossi Gal, had a uh, blog back in the day, and we'll go
1: to it a number of times
0: mm. throughout this series. Um, whenever we, we, we don't lot
1: of ha- we don't have a lot of source material from that right. era, and this is a you couldn't ask for much better source. Yeah. So so Eri every, every Sousa... um.
0: She failed her protest twice in a row. Mm-hmm. That's that's what he says here. Mm. Just, you know, shooting, shooting from the hip. Um, what, she was like a frog that's stared at by a snake, and she lacked the appearance of wanting to take the exam. She must be feeling more frustrated than anyone else. If so, I want her to express her feelings. If this happens, she wants to protest as many times as she wants to until she passed ready. And remember, this is Translate, so... You know, yeah. I'm doing my best here, uh, but never compromise. If she likes professional wrestling, she has no choice but to do her best without giving up the pro. The protest is different from the school exam, and it's not good to be able to do the spot a place to see if you can do uh, b- do it as a professional. That's why practice is endless as long as you're active. Next time, I want you to shed tears of joy when you pass. But the pure fighting of the g- girls touches my heart. I would like to represent this as a flag. Uh, so, uh, c- to give insight, Susa instantly, I thought from the beginning of this match, kind of exemplified that mm. kind of her nervousness, her uncertainty, and I she thought had that a was schoolgirl very- outfit. Yeah, schoolgirl outfit. So it really fit what Rossi was saying. Yeah. Um, and of course, she fought Nagano, who was more of a MMA type mm. wrestler. You know, she had the sports bra, the shorts. Pretty much what had, advertisers it. on them,
1: like yeah, yeah,
0: she had the UWF look going that like mm. Konami had, uh, when she fought Shuri. Um, this match, I mean, not much to write home about, very quick. Yeah, um, Susa did have like
1: she, she, I felt like she was crying the whole time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like well, I, she heard
1: rossi say i want you to be crying and she took that a little too literally. Yeah. that's all yeah um yeah. yeah look this is a three minute match between two people who i mean this was uh originally
0: five minutes totally. yeah, was,
1: yeah. <laughs> and, and and nagano had two matches in ice ribbon a couple of years prior to this yeah. match which rossi in the in the blog basically says and eh, they happened don't you know, we're not really basing her future and her expectations off of those. Um, I think that the beautiful thing about Eri is that she she graduated, she passed her test on Christmas Eve. So it was a nice little Christmas present for yeah. her um, before coming in and getting to finally wrestle in this uh, match after failing the test a couple of times, which would be difficult when you're seeing your peers go in for the first time and pass or even, yeah. you know, failing once like Moe did not then coming back and passing. Um Would be frustrating to be. Well, how, when am I going to get there? And thankfully, she got there in time for the first show. This was a fun little match, it's inoffensive. Um, the crowd responded to the right moments. Like when there's a little comedy segment, they laugh to that. When there's a couple of more intense moments, they're reacting to that. Mm. Um, one thing I really liked about this was you could actually see them fighting through the pin. Yes. Typically, you just, you, you, one, two, okay, now I move and kick yeah. out. But it felt like there was actually, oh, I don't want to be stuck down here and kick out as soon as possible. There's a struggle. Um, the person you expect to win this wins this. Like I, I compared, um, the look like you look at the, both of these wrestlers within a second, you already know basically the character and expectations mm-hmm. of this match that you need yeah. to know. Reminds mm-hmm. me a lot of TJPW. You see a wrestler, yeah. so, okay, you are this character, I can expect this from you, and that's mm-hmm. what you get. Yeah, uh, there's
0: some interesting little tidbits here about Nagano. Uh, so she, according to Cage Match, again, <laughs> so uh her stardom run in 2011. Uh, so she beat Susa here. That's mm-hmm. important. The MMA won, by the way. People mm. just want to, yes, she wrestled. Nice I had to, have to write set. down their gimmicks next to the yeah. names. I'll be honest. Yeah. Uh, so she had five matches and she won four of them. She defeated Mayu Yutani, Yoko Bito, Arisa Hoshiki, and she lost in the World of Stardom tournament semifinal to Yoko Bito. Uh, so she, she. She had, she had a more prominent spot than you
1: probably thought, folks. <laughs> I mean, look—if you were to, re- yeah, you, know, you retire and you know, you come back in 2022, you're, you've got a daughter or something. She said you had a wrestling career, didn't you? And you're like, yes. Oh, who did you beat? Face? Well, I beat Mayu Watani, Arisa Hoshiki, Yoko Bito. They're pretty good names to you know sort of mention and throw up. Yeah, no, I, I knocked them. I beat them in the middle of the ring. Probably don't need to mention Harry, but. She also Not everyone ret- can say they beat the icon of stardom.
0: No, no. She also returned uh so that tournament final match that I talked about, which we will be watching mm. uh down the line for Stardom X Stardom, spoiler alert, is she came back after that match for the final uh show of Yuzuki and Kawa's career, which was the uh Ryogoku show. Um not going to try to say it. I don't need to pull Mayu here. Uh, so we're just going to read Goku. But uh, she, this is a fun little fact. She teamed with Nai Takahashi and Sukasa Fujimoto to go against Hiroyo Matsumoto, Kaori Onoyama, and Shuri. So just a lot of to unpack there. Um, that was in uh, 2013, by the way. So you kind of just got to skip ahead to when Yuzuki Ikawa retires. Just one on. of
1: many legends. Yeah.
0: yeah she she was the one that stuck out there uh, but she <laughs> she came back for that she was the iris of the first match in that particular <laughs> one <laughs> she was
1: she was um but that's that is that match we can move on yeah. uh, the, if you're watching the whole show yeah watch it, it doesn't take much time but I, I wouldn't go out of my way to seek out this match yeah susa lost a lot
0: uh lasted a lot longer um, She would go on She wrestled st- with Stardom um, Until 2013 She would go to JWP um, She also competed in Pro Wrestling Wave, Ice Ribbon uh, Seedling Diana for example So she was around until 2015 so Clearly she didn't care according about pro wrestling match.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah. Rossi, yeah, you know, obviously was pushing her to kind of show herself and prove herself. And yeah. it was clearly there because yeah, you know, she didn't just come in and then leave straight away. She, yeah, she made she, a career out of it. So good on her. Um
0: she's better known as Erie or Akira Rin. That's uh that's the main name if you wanna know there. If you ever wanna go find her matches, um, uh, you're welcome. Uh okay, moving on. So we're not gonna really talk a lot about this, but uh, we had Haruka versus Naki, which is Natsuki Taya dressed up in a mask. Um, Haruka, <laughs> of course, is the child who mm-hmm. famously wrestled Kenny Omega, um, as many people know the story. Um, I don't know if people have ever really seen the match, but that did happen, of course. She was yes. born in 2002. so Same age as Azumi. Yep. <laughs>
1: yep. Uh, and so Miyu Amasaki, so she... 0-2-1. She wrestled a a lot of time limit draws in her career. Uh, (laughs) Only one person managed to beat her that wasn't in a time limit draw. Yeah, yeah. Everyone Uh else couldn't couldn't beat her in time, including Kenny Omega. Now
0: her involvement in stardom will always be a weird one to me. Mm. It's it's something that I personally, I'll say this, wasn't comfortable watching. Um, It's a hard watch because you know you're watching a child in there now i will say fundamentally she was gifted <laughs> like <laughs> she's doing moves and stuff and i was like what is what's happening what, what am i watching here uh but it's just something that's like not for me mm-hmm. not mm. for many because you know she only wrestled this one year and then she was done um as a wrestler she didn't come back and you know she's not wrestling now if those people are wondering um but, yes, she is the wrestler that wrestled Kenny Omega, and this did go to a time limit draw, like all of her other matches except for her final one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yoshiki doesn't do time limit draws to a kid. No, no. <laughs> no, I was a little
0: terrified when I said that was the person that beat her.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, look, I, I get, like, if someone doesn't enjoy watching a kid wrestle like this, I, I do totally get it. To Just me, like, the way child. it's presented. Yeah, yeah, She she's a nine-year-old. To yeah. me, this felt like a parent play fighting with a kid. Yeah, um, And yeah. everything Natsuki was doing was very clearly like... It was the protected. swing that got me. <laughs> I was hey, like, oh! Yeah. There was you a do lot that of with kids. They love it. They love it. Um, the, the, the spot that really popped me was when she would try and put Haruka in the Boston Crab, but mm. she was literally too small to actually get that locked in and she just yeah. slipped back out. They did it like four times and like, yeah. it was funnier every time for me because yeah. it like, ah, still doesn't work.
0: Tayo was good. Uh, mm. In this spot, of course um, But yeah, she wrestled twice And uh, she was the heel of the match Which was funny <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which, you know, the, the fans got into it That, that yeah. was another interesting part Like the oohs and ahs for a lot of things Obviously it's the kids So like they're cheering on the, the poor mm. kid That's trying mm. to mm. wrestle But fundamentally, I was impressed
1: if she had kept out at wrestling, it would have been fascinating to see. Yeah. Does she go on to be kind of like a Zoomy? Is that kind of a career trajectory mm. she could have Because, yeah, nine years old, she was doing well. Like, obviously, you're not buying into the situation. No. Total suspension of disbelief. But technically, she's doing quite a decent job. Again, first ever mm. match in it's an exhibition. But, you know, good on her for doing that. Unfortunately, I heard part of the reason she stopped was she was getting bullied at school about it. which oh, know, sad. Kids suck. Um, but it, yeah it would make sense that if that was happening you probably wouldn't want to keep mm-hmm. wrestling but um, i i do hope that she can look back on her yeah. time in stardom with you know positivity and realize mm-hmm. that yeah you know, you know, that she did enjoy herself potentially yeah. and yeah
0: yeah i hope she looks at the wrestlers that she faced and just like sits back and like wow yeah. they're the biggest wrestlers in the
1: world because you wouldn't <laughs> have thought back then kenny omega would become right the man he
0: I, I I just like to think in my head that she just became an instant Kenny Omega fan after that match, yeah. and like her seeing him be what he would become, you know, mm-hmm. like in New Japan and AEW is just like cool moment for her. Yeah. Um, or just look looking like, go,
1: yeah, wow. Okada couldn't beat Kenny, yeah, but I survived. I'm better <laughs> than Okada.
0: I have a better record against Kenny Omega than Okada.
1: Exactly.
0: Uh, uh, <laughs> Anyways, let's move on. Uh So this was, for me, shocker, the most important match of the show. Um, and in terms of stardom history, it might be the most important. Uh, so this was the double debut. It was Mayu Iwatani versus Arisa Hoshiki. Uh, I'm not very secretive about my fandom for these two. They're probably my two favorite wrestlers of all time. They definitely are. There's no probability to that. Um, and just you see them here in their first match. One screams confidence. Mm. The other screams hesitance. And it's exactly who you do you expect <laughs> it to be. Um, we have a fun little thing from Rossi's blog once again here, um, which tells me all I need to know that Arisa Shiki was the one. Mm. Arisa Shiki passed the second stardom protest. After all, what I want to see in the protest is motivation and single mindedness She absolutely has the spirit and tenacity to pass. To put it simply, Arisa was shining. Everything is full of confidence, and what you do is unexpected. She has a natural personality. I'm sure she'll end up being a stardom secret weapon that will grab her many fans. So what this says to me is she would have been the one. Yeah. She was, you know, and it's very, very well documented. Mayu Yutani wasn't the one from the start. Mm. You made the point, she failed her test originally, right? She had to do it a second time. Yeah. Um, you know, the the conversation of freedom doesn't go away. Uh, she wasn't the chosen one of that. Yoshirai obviously was. Mm-hmm. Um Kyrie, too. Was definitely uh, chosen. You don't. You can see that sometimes when we watch now, yeah. uh, just the star power. But Arisa Shiki, right from the start, you know she had she had something in her that Rossi took notice of before she could even wrestle. And watching this match, it's so much fun as a fan because, like, you don't, you know, you're not going into it expecting what they would do years later yeah and we never got that by the way uh which you know destroys me but it is nice to think that you know they came together all those years later they were in the same faction they're mm. you know tagged many times so that's pretty sweet like they you know they were friends from the get-go here and by the way the the confident one was a shiki and the hesitant nervous shy one was of course mayu yutani
1: she looked petrified mm-hmm. when when her name's getting called like you know the camera focuses in on her face and like, even arisa at first like you could see there yeah. it was like a nervous energy you know yeah, it's, like, sure. some people react like they look like they're with themselves that. yeah yeah car was the same but like arisa you know comes in bouncing. it's kind of you know that giddy energy yeah. you just got to get it out mm-hmm. um I felt so bad for Maya in this moment because, yeah. like, you could again, it kind of works in her favor in a sense because you're just like, Oh, I, I know exactly what you're feeling right now because mm-hmm. it's, she's not acting like this is she's thinking, yeah. Oh crap, what have I got myself into? I need to go back to Yamagata Prefecture yeah. and just go back into my room. Um, but know, yeah, she sticks it out, and I, I've heard rumors that her career turned out okay. I need to do a bit more research into stardom, but I hear Maya Utani. She got better.
0: According to uh, Scott E., uh, she went on to
1: be the greatest of all time. Uh, there, there's more than a couple <laughs> of uh, cage match matches listed. Yeah, it, yeah. It's not like Iris. You can find a few more. Yeah, I think she's, uh, you know, I
0: think she actually lasted so long, she's fighting for the IWGP women's title. So,
1: uh, crazy. Pretty cool there. Um, but the matches to go back and look at this because, like, yeah, like they're both brand new rookies and you know we're, we're leaning a lot on cage match it is a little bit hit or miss but you know these wrestlers at the moment are rated 9.73 and 9.31 on cage match <laughs> which is a far cry from this first match but yeah again you get to look back and see just how far they've come from this particular moment in january of 11 years ago
0: Reese had so few matches and she did what she did yeah. um It just makes you think, what if, which is the question I will always ask. But uh, this match itself, you saw a lot of what they'd go on to be. You know, Hmm. even for Mayu, who's sitting there terrified, petrified, you know, probably butterflies in her stomach, um, maybe more gross things in her stomach, (laughs) (laughs) you know, thinking about this. You just saw it. I thought at least you're right. Like if you watch Mayu Utani long enough. You, you kind of get all the Mayuisms that mm. anytime she does them. And you know, this is her first match, and she's just doing things that you're sitting there like, Oh, there's Mayu. Like, you know, little flashes
1: was- of the red belt champion and
0: Yeah. Like, yes, she wasn't a made product in a day. She had mm. better forearms than Arisa at this time mm. um, and she
1: slapped harder too which really did.
0: surprised me she did but she did not kick harder unfortunately <laughs> uh, <laughs> which you know tough tough yeah. Um, but that that was so that was like so fun for me just sitting here this was the first time i watched it um oh really yeah i, I, I kept it for this show i've wow. i've literally stared at it for like years now but i yeah. knew i wanted to do something like this so i was like i'm gonna give genuine reaction i'm gonna wait yeah. um and it was everything i knew it would be um you know she, a little clumsy a mm. little a little almost not not perfect but just like she somehow despite all of what she was going through at this time and you could tell she still went out there she still put on a show um you know she did a uh one of the arm like the arm drag yeah. bouncing off the ropes and that was when i just sat there and i was like man
1: she did that in her first match <laughs> yeah. she hits the crucifix like i, I know a lot of oh, people yeah. when they talk Big about this thing. match they're, they're like oh you know it's you gotta go in with reserved expectations and look you do i did um, generally though like it is like okay you have gotta remember first match rookie versus rookie yeah. this is better than i was expecting Mm, I know when I first it sure. a couple of years ago, I was like, "Oh, I thought this was going to be just horrible based on what I was hearing." Yeah. like, it's, it's rookie versus rookie, but they do it pretty good. If this was my first match as a professional wrestler, yes, there's some clumsy spots; it's not perfect. But if that was my first match, I'd be I'd be happy with it. I'd be like, "Yeah, yeah. okay, i I can do this thing."
0: Yeah, I, and I want to of course talk about Risa too. I mean, Mayu Mayu is very important because of obviously is, but mm. Arisa was as good as, you know, that Rossi message kind of said, like, yeah. just, just the personality, it, it explodes when she's out there. She's, like, excited. She's, like you said, kind of jumping at the bit for this match to start. Um That Brazilian kick <laughs> was with her day one.
1: <laughs> and it came out of nowhere, and the crowd was not expecting yeah. it. You know, they're, they're reacting as you'd expect, and then all of a sudden she ducks a forearm strike and just whoom, kicks it, and everyone's like, wait, what the hell did I just see? Yeah. And she's yeah. nice enough to give you a second one just in case you, <laughs> you know, blinked. And I was like, okay, yeah. oh, this is, yeah. If you watch this match with no context, yeah, if you then told the person Risa goes on to be just a phenom, you, would, you wouldn't bat an eyelid. Maya, you yeah. might be like, oh, good on her. But yes, Risa, you, you can see that. You can see that in her eights already. And she's just 16 years old doing this.
0: Yeah. I, the the pop, the, the mm. reaction to that kick. It was kind of like what I had, because I've seen a handful of her early matches, so I knew she had the kick early. Mm. You just aren't ready for it, though, in the first <laughs> match. You're really not. And you're not yeah. ready for it to hit it with such precision, either.
1: Cause, Cause, like, 'Cause the rest of the kicks were a little bit more yeah, she held yeah. back. she wasn't trying to kill Mayu and then she pulls that out of nowhere. Like it really was like, Wait, what? Yeah. Did, what did I see?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's,
1: it's we watched two
0: world class wrestlers in their very first match not only have a competent match, hmm. but one that I really do think is a must see for stardom fans. Um at least at least Mayu Yutani fans. Yeah. But, I mean, we're going to talk about Arisa more than enough um, <laughs> in these early years uh, because she does have some important matches. Um, but also, you know, we'll get to her down the line, of course, which is very far, very far away. Or it's not. You know, me and Trent could decide whenever we want to talk about it. And if he, if I had my choice, I'd talk about it as soon as possible. But this is a two-person Oh, yeah, it might
1: sound like you've, you've wanted to, and I've said no. Well, I definitely want to. I just haven't brought it up yet. Yeah. You uh, haven't been like, let's make the next one a I've uh, been like, No, no. I haven't No, no. We have a plan. Over, which we do hear a about. We but Arisa
0: will come. She will come. Uh, she is she was just so good right off the bat. Mayu, you know, the funny thing about Mayu, like you said, I've heard the same thing, like, oh, you know, she's clumsy, she wasn't all that good right mm. at the beginning. And I watched that, I was like, You just see so much of Mayu that we see now in this. Like, yes, it's not perfect. Yeah. Not even close. But it's like, you could see it. Like, you Hmm. can just see it. And maybe that's the Mayu fans in us saying that. Like, I know some people don't like her as much as we do, but I don't know. There's something there. Uh, Arisa Shiki gets the win with two Brazilian kicks because Mm. one wasn't enough. Uh, even though the one was the first one was out of nowhere. It's great. Um, so definitely worth it, checking it out. Lots of fun there, and yes, like Trent said, you know, we've been going through the careers of these people, they went on to do some successful things. Uh, yes, you know, you know, IWGP women's title match And the star crossover coming up for Miami Utani and Arisa Shiki, of course, uh, had one of, if not the best, Wonder of title reigns of all time. That unfortunately came to an end due to retirement, but she retired twice. No wonder why her and Hazuki had to angels for each other. They're trying to battle on <laughs> retirements. Anyways, the main event. Yes. Yoko Bito versus Yoshiko. Two very key figures in mm-hmm. the history of stardom. Uh, Yoko, someone that I think goes in that Natsuki Tayo conversation, is very underrated, very underappreciated. Yeah. And she's like, she's another reason I wanted to do the show so bad, because it's like she was so good. Like I when I did my watch through, because as I became a Stardom fan, she was one of the people that jumped out to me, and you know, I talk about good kicks? Yoko B did not have good kicks. Yeah. Uh, Yoshiko, I mean, <laughs> she's she looks a lot different now, obviously, but mm. yeah, you know, that the menacing look of Yoshiko was there,
1: you know, right. The that's the first thing that struck me about this match <laughs> is like for the whole rest of the show everyone kind of comes in and they're not really they're not gimmick heavy. they're just someone here ready to wrestle right. first match kind of thing and then you see Yoshika and she's doing kind of the you know the delinquent you know crouch in the corner mm-hmm. and just kind of doesn't want to be there the, the gaudy you know gold uh, jumpsuit that she's wearing she didn't character straight away. And like to me, she instantly stands out on this show because she's portraying someone. Mm-hmm. It's not just she's here to wrestle, but that's a character there, which I yeah. think was perfect for the main event. It made it a lot more interesting because it it, did. Yeah, the match itself had structure. It had face heel dynamics. that Yeah, the other one did, but not to this extent. And right. yeah, it added a lot, I thought. It did. The match wasn't
0: like... Let's just say this, like maybe a year later they probably have like an infinitely better match. Oh yeah. Um,
1: but again, rookie and right. Yoko Beto had one three minute exhibition match before yeah, that. Exactly. And they're putting the again, main crazy. event of uh, company's first ever show. Yeah.
0: yeah so you know, we talked about the match prior to this, we talked about this one, that it's just like these two were at the face of stardom very quickly mm-hmm. um compared to Mayu and Arisa. And you could see
1: it in the match as well. Like it's fundamentally, it's a lot yep. stronger. The match itself has story structure, like it has that beats and flows and ebbs that you would expect from a pro wrestling match. These two felt like they weren't in their first matches. Whereas Arisa and Mayu, yeah, they showed promise. But if you told me that was their first match, you would buy it.
0: Yeah, of course. You know, Yosh- Yoshiko has her history, and we'll mm. we'll get to that someday. Um, not one I will be rushing to, obviously. Uh, but she, it was just amazing how she had that to her right, right mm-hmm. from the rip. Like, I knew this was her first match, yet I had to double check. Because <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I, I literally, like, second-guessed myself. I was sitting there watching. I was like, what? she has, she's Yoshiko already. Mm, right mm. like she did yeah she developed her in ring skills and stuff but like everything about her was yoshiko from the very start and that's just you know some incredible stuff and uh yokobito was she just had it she had it mm. too um there's a like you said there's a reason these two main event yeah. um they were ready earlier on um and the
1: she won with an with a head kick yeah, it was the it was the spinning kick. You know? Yeah, the roundhouse kept it going into the second spin. And yeah, which was you know, awesome.
0: Down. Which was yeah. awesome. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I love kicks. So, like, this speaks to it. Like, yeah, you, Ikawa probably had the best kicks on the show, just because like hurts. I knew very much hurt.
1: Did she get um, the best single kick? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Aikawa Yoko... had the best overall kicks. And I think yeah. Yoko Bito, of the three kickers, and Rossi mentions this in the blog, he's like, we have three people with different like, martial art kind mm. of backgrounds here, karate, taekwondo, and um, yeah. I think it was just kind of MMA or something. But like, you could see the difference in their kicks. But Yoko Bito felt the most well-rounded at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, I- Ikawa leaned very heavily in the kicks, but Bito was able to do a bit more in the
0: match. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Um, this this match was the second best of the night, if you're wondering mm-hmm. on that. Yeah. Um yeah. worth watching because of their importance and their history to stardom mm-hmm. as well. Um, if if you were to watch the matches, watch the first one, watch uh Mayu and Arisa and watch this one. Yeah. Um you know, just for the history of stardom and whatnot, you know. I was just I I was really in awe because of their experience level because mm. we talked about the last match with Mayu and Ericson like yeah we saw signs there you watch this one if you had no idea you would have thought these two have been wrestling for longer like the, the prior match you knew they were rookies right mm. like if you went in blind this one they had and I think it does play to what Yoshiko knew early on as yeah. as a wrestler um like you said establish that face and heel right from the get-go um Mm. and i think it's important to just note that yoko bito won the first ever stardom main event
1: yeah and i mean that's the thing like as much as she's maybe forgotten in modern stardom circles and i'm guilty of it myself when i first got into stardom i didn't appreciate how good she was at the time um But at the end of the day, yeah, she was there from the very beginning. She won the first ever main event, and even though she doesn't reach the pure heights of some of Stardom's very best, she's an important player for quite a few years.
0: Yeah, she's also um, in and out of the Mm. company, as we'll discuss. Um, She, you know, wrestled until twenty twelve, and I think came back in twenty sixty. I think. I think off the top of my head. Let me check the internet. (laughs) yes (laughs) <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh she but she played an important role um in both her runs with the mm. company. Of course, she was in the All-Star Rumble, uh mm. All-Star Dream Cinderella. She didn't really do anything in it, but she was in it. I mean, most um, of the people in that Ikawa did. Aikawa did stuff. I think I could beat her, but you know, not enough people talk about that.
1: Uh but yeah, that was that a few happened. other things that happened on that show that things, probably deserved. Yeah, well, Yoshika you know was in that
0: shot. Yeah, great match. Mm-hmm. Um, Trakusan Nagayo was also in the, the yes. All Star Rumble, which uh, more history, which is kind of and fun. Emi Sakura uh,
1: to bring us Emi into the circle.
0: Emi Sakura had the whole entrance and everything, yes, which was awesome. everyone from Gato Move was there as well. Yeah, we need more of that. We, I like the involvement. Uh, but Birth of Nova, stardom, first ever show. We've won an hour here, we did pretty good here, mm-hmm. you know. Um, overall, how'd you feel after this show? Um, as we go on our wonderful journey here down the stardom road, shout out Tam him. Uh, (laughs) did, did you feel like you, like I explained earlier, you felt that it factor to this company, even though it was early, it's just like, oh, they, they had something here.
1: Look, it's difficult because, like, there's not we a know. lot of promotions I've sort of started from ground zero. Yeah, yeah. So you are kind of, it's impossible to not think, well, this is the company that I now follow religiously and you know, cover yeah. and watch, you know, for years now. But, like, you can definitely tell there's a lot of potential. They've got a lot of young sure. talent, especially knowing that, you know, three quarters of the roster had never wrestled before this night. Uh, The quality there was far better than it probably had any right to be. Mm. And that speaks highly of the people that Rossi surrounded himself with, people like Fuka, people like Nanai Takahashi, and also to the heart and dedication of these wrestlers. Because, you know, they didn't get tons of training beforehand. And there was a certain reliance that you had to come in, you had to earn your spot, and you had to work hard for this. They didn't have a stardom dojo. You couldn't just rock up whenever you wanted and practice. They had set times. It's like, we're using this ring for an hour and a half. You've got to be there. You've got to put the effort in. And they did. You read reports in Rossi's blog where Icarl was going to gyms and training hard outside of the normal hours because she wanted to be ready for it. And you can see that dedication. Mm -hmm. You can see that heart in these wrestlers. And if a small company like this is going to succeed, whether to become what it becomes or just to keep pumping along in a very difficult industry to survive in, you need those kind of wrestlers to build around and to move forward with. And they found the right people and the right people found their spots. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm going to try to do this thing like every main, like whole show we watch. Mm-hmm. which I'll probably forget because we're not going to watch a whole show for a while. <laughs> um, but I'm going to do three big takeaways. First one, Yuzuke Kao was the star of this company from mm-hmm. the very start. Um Nanai Takahashi, despite what people feel of her now, was so important mm. to making this work. So important. Um, you just felt it in that first match you feel with the training obviously right she you know fuka gets the main credit as she should mm, but then mm. i did take part in training um as well so felt that was important and you know they picked some pretty good rookies they picked some yeah. pretty good rookies uh, i think they all went out to be pretty good i know you know i know yoshiko gets the remarks she did for as we know but mm. you know sh- i think she did a good job at turning her career around after that. She had a great career before that. Um and yeah, it's it's pretty I mean she's kind of broken down now, unfortunately, as a wrestler. Yeah. She doesn't really get to
1: compete much anymore. But But it's still eleven year career. Well, ten years because she had to take a year off for the aftermath of that match that we yeah. we're referencing. Um but I mean yeah like, her to have the career she did after that yeah. speaks to her I guess focus and drive yeah. to get back to yeah.
0: something. That, and that's a real
1: turning point that you know as much as we'd like to avoid it we have to talk about it It, we are going to address it um but it's also an episode we don't want to approach half cocked um we want to make sure we've got everything that we can get we're we're never going to be able to cover it truly because the only people who truly know what happened there are those directly involved and they're not exactly lining up to talk about that understandably um but yeah we want to if we're going to cover that topic we want to do it as well as we possibly can so it's it's down the road
0: yeah, there's, we, there's
1: we, other stuff to talk about
0: we do research that is going to be the m- most research episode of this entire yep. series i can almost guarantee it uh but we're not going to end on a sour note watch this show for mm-hmm. natsuki tayo yuzuki kawa nai takahashi Eri Susa, iris, Sousa, iris. Ah, yeah Eri Susa nagato uh, Mayu Yutani versus Arisa Shiki and their Ooh. debut matches, and of course the main event Yoko Bito and Yoshiko. Mm-hmm. And get the feel that Stardom kicked off with right from the very beginning, because I think it's a must. It's an essential for Stardom. Fans. Oh yes, yeah.
1: It's on Stardom World. It's easy to access, which is nice. <laughs> yes um do yourself a favor if just for historical context it's nice to go back and see where it all began mm. which is the whole point of this show that we're doing if, yeah. if you don't care about knowing the history cheating of stardoms history uh what are you doing listening <laughs> to this podcast
0: we're cheating you know that because we're just making it podcast idea this is just something I wanted to do and I was like you know what i'll I'll make it I'll make it in a thing where I talk about it um but it's it's a lot of fun and hopefully uh down the line, we can uh, create as much fun as it is for us for you guys. Um, with this second episode, we made it through, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which means it's time to talk about that third episode. What, what are we
1: doing? What are we doing in a fortnight's time, Scott? So so there's so there's
0: this important uh trio in startups mm. history. I don't I don't mm. know people have heard them. Three of them. them. Uh mm. and you know, Trent had the great idea. Um, you know, there's a this is a pretty big event coming up uh, in the history of Stardom, possibly the biggest match ever in Stardom's history. I say it is, um, which is, of a course, statement. which, of course, is the New Japan Stardom Historic Crossover Show, which will feature two thirds of freedom competing as Mayu Yutani faces Kairi for the wgp women's championship i'm so excited i'm getting chills thinking about it um so we're going to do a little bit of the freedom convo of course mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. talk about the group and its importance and you know i think everyone knows how important they were to start them but you know a general conversation because <laughs> there's going to be plenty of episodes regarding oh, yeah. all three of them might be the whole series at this point but you know <laughs> we'll see uh but specifically which was a great idea by Trent. We're gonna watch the three singles matches of Kyrie and
1: Maiya Bintami. Which it, it's actually crazy to think there was only three. Yeah. When I had the idea, I thought, okay, how how much do we actually have to watch to prepare for this show? And I'm like, oh, there's only three. Oh, there's only two on Stardom World. And thankfully, Scott worked his magic to. Find the the Mm. mystery match, the 2012 match. Took me about five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we're going to go through those three matches. Um, So for those of you listening, if you want to do the the research to prep beforehand, we're going to watch. They had a match in 2012, a match in 2015, and then a match in 2017 um, Mm. to prep for their 2022 match. What a
0: world! What a world. Mm. Uh, so exciting. But uh, yeah, that, that's what to look forward to for the next episode. Hopefully, that can gear you up for a historic crossover. That's the fun of Stardom Road. We get to go up and down the road as much as we want. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. To uh, feed to current events, t- to feed to
1: whatever the hell we want to talk about. Then the, the moment Scott's like, no, screw it. We're talking about Eraser. And we'll do an Eraser
0: episode. I mean, if I had my way, this would just be the Mayu show. But. It probably will be. What am I kidding? It already
1: it already is. We're a second
0: show in. And I, I talked at length about her first ever match where she wrestled for nine minutes. Uh, you know, it's fine. Um you yeah. just got three to
1: cover next fortnight.
0: Yeah, three to cover, 3 to cover. Uh-huh. Um, I'm really excited to talk about threedom because hmm. of obvious reasons. Um, you know, everyone knows how important they are, you know. Yeah. If there's a Mount Rushmore, I personally say it's Ikawa and those three, um, which is it's a tough convo because truthfully, the one that gets that uh, is borderline, in my opinion, out
1: of the four I just named is Kyrie. Mm-hmm. But um, I fully agree to the point that Ryan and I actually had a article on WrestleIn where we debated Stardom's Mount Rushmore. Eo and my were locks, mm-hmm. and then we debated the other. We, we debated the other two, and Ryan was pushing for Kari, I was pushing for Akawa. Ryan also pushed for Nanai Takahashi, and I pushed for Kigetsu, Aka mm-hmm. U Ishino. So, they were the sort of four being All debated fitting. for the, the final two spots. All so, fitting. go check that out.
0: All very important. You
1: know, maybe we'll
0: have an episode where we debate, because, you know, after a long time, I think we'll have a good idea of who should be on there and who shouldn't be, hmm. um, but I kind of already gave my answer away, but you
1: know, it could change. It could change. It could yeah. change. We're gonna we're gonna watch. Maybe making Nagano can make that list. By the we'll end
0: of we'll, list. we'll make a secondary uh, Mount Rushmore of the people uh, the most underappreciated people. In Star I'm actually history. surprised
1: you Americans haven't made a second Mount Rushmore.
0: Yeah, I mean, no one cares enough about making another mountain. Uh, <laughs> but that's all, uh, Trent. This is airing next week. So, is there any content people should be
1: looking out for? <laughs> I have no idea. It might be, um, yeah. but just follow me on One Up Culture at on Twitter. One Up Culture, and you'll see what I'm doing when yeah. I'm doing it. More so than me trying to think into the future, I do have stuff planned, but I don't know when it's coming out and other stuff I haven't written yet. So, yeah,
0: I, it, I'm only laughing because i of all people i'm saying oh do you have anything you know for a fact will be out in the coming week and i'm sitting here on like waiting back for like multiple things and mm. trying to get myself to write uh which has been a wonderful task the past couple of days uh but you can check out my article on maria marvelous Ooh. is maria which was a fun little article put together kind of my follow-up from last year where i wrote an article about mio Momono. Mm. Um her year, I think Maria was the next marvelous wrestler to take a step up, uh, and someone to keep an eye out for 2023. Uh, that was on Voices of Wrestling. Probably came out like you know the day after we recorded this. But something but yeah, it's there. But of course, follow me at Scott e Wrestling. That's the best way to know what I'm up to because Mm. I never know what I'm up to. I just I send a lot of things out. Send a lot of emails out. Send a lot of air. I'm tired thinking about it. I'm going to end the show. This was episode two of Stardom Road. Next time we talk freedom, we talk Mayu versus Kyrie. For Trent, I'm Scott. So long.
1: This has been a Countout Podcast.